0: welcome to the Subtle Reformation Podcast. We're so glad that you can join us. I'm one of the hosts, Ben.
1: And I'm Stephen. And we're really glad that you've joined us to listen to us muse about formation and what it means for who and how we can be in this world.
0: Well, welcome back to the Subtle Reformation Podcast. It's great to have you joining us today. Uh, Today we have Stephen, Tom and myself and uh, we're going to be talking all things patterns. But before we get there, uh, Stephen, last week we talked about the reset button. How did you Mm. go kind of resetting this week? How did you find it?
1: Yeah, sure. I thought I might just quickly mention um, uh, Julia sent her apologies. She's just had a massive house shifting exercise Um, We're trying to have sympathy for her tiredness, but she moved close to the beach. And those of you who are in Victoria, we're still limited to a five kilometre radius in terms of leaving our home, which means now Julia's five kilometre radius includes some coastline. So, yeah, trying to have some sympathy for moving house, but uh, finding it hard conjuring that up a little bit better, (laughs) uh, to
0: be honest. Good honesty.
1: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I I think... um, we were just chatting before we started recording I was talking to a friend who has been listening to the podcast and he thought the idea of a reset was hilarious not in a not in a I'm laughing at your expense um, hilarity as opposed to yeah this stuff it's hard and I think I think we might have mentioned this in season one that the challenge with practicing any kind of spirituality not just christian spirituality but any kind of spirituality is in order to take something up you've got to let something go that's where um that's where things can become painful i'm now trying to think about why i went off on that tangent so he was he was talking about um when you do pick up new kinds of practices it it, things get really busy things get really crowded and Like many people, you can start something new and the excitement and the adrenaline carries you a certain distance, but you get to a certain point and you think my life's just busy and full. (laughs) There's all sorts of things going on. Mm. And of course, this this is all taking place in the context of an extraordinary year. And I assume I'm like many people, when you get to a certain point, you think I just, you know, I forget, or it's not, It's not enough of an established pattern in my life for it to stick yet. And you can go one or two days and you're like, oh, no, I haven't done that thing. And you can feel like all of that's been for naught. Um, All of that work I put in, it was a waste of time. And we can can sort of have these moments of um, feeling significant failure. And as I was chatting to my mate, and he's older than all of us, um, so he's older than me. He's certainly older than you guys. He was just laughing, but that laugh of wisdom that comes at, you know, being well and truly in the second half of life, which is really him saying the, the fall or the, the failure. That's the point. How do we, what do we see now in this failure? What do we see in what we perceive to be a failure it's all it was all part of the process so um so he thought it was hilarious in a in a good way not in a aha you you failed you're a loser kind of way hilarious but um of course this was bound to happen of course mm. we were bound to hit a wall and what do you what do you notice what do you observe um how do you define success um how do you find how do you define um uh relationships all, all of that sort of stuff so yeah he, he found it really beautiful and helpful um, so yeah and I did yeah I, I mentioned to you guys as well this has been um, uh, a pretty demanding um, and difficult week for me as well um, a couple of days ago my my dad was admitted to um, the intensive care unit um, at hospital he's he's taken a fall and um, there's, some, uh, there's there's potentially some uh, damage to his brain. So that's a really good excuse to stop um, mm. practising. But, uh, but when, you, when you are faced with the mortality of somebody close and not just somebody who's close, but someone who's had a profound influence on the shape of your life, and the practices and the content of your life. Um, I, I probably really clung to the um, to the exercise this week. I thought now is when I really want to see um, you're going to get really busy, all mm. sorts of things that you need to manage. And, um, you know, in, in moments like this, this is when you can really switch to autopilot and just be a collection of compulsions and practices. Um, so I probably really deliberately clung to um, the practice this week of trying to see patterns yeah. because, you know, I've, I've, I've mentioned to you guys online and offline, um, uh, growing up was, um, was a difficult experience in, um, in my particular household. And there are patterns that I don't want to repeat. There are patterns that I want to um, eradicate from my life. I don't want to pass them on to my kids. Mm. So yeah, this week has been, um, you know, to, to to say it was an emotional roller coaster is an understatement. Yeah. So it probably came at a fantastic time, the the reset for me. Um, yeah, I've talked a lot. I'll stop now.
0: No, How about good. you, mate? That's good. Yeah, I mean, for me, I thought the reset was great. Um, I liked what you said about the whole, um, the passion wanes, but the habit isn't ingrained kind of um, philosophy that it's just those sort of moments where it gets difficult. And so the reset's been good. I think it's just been a reminder that, hey, we can all at times fall off the bandwagon. Um, But, you know, there's also in those moments an opportunity to jump back on and, uh, and choose intentionally to keep at it. And so, yeah, it's been good. It's been good to be able to just press the reset button, start again. And it's also, I think a nice experience when you feel like you can share that with others and you're not like, Oh yeah, I'm the one in the group. That's not doing it. Everyone
2: Yeah. You know,
0: like that was, I think that's helpful as well. Um, Mm -hmm. in that sort of sense. So just that honesty and Hey, we're all in this, we're all experiencing it. Um, Mm -hmm. I found that helpful as well.
1: Mm. was it i can't remember was it one of the wesleys who founded a group and the name of the group was the company of sinners i
0: don't know but that's a great name
1: (laughs) yeah yeah one of these kind of you know religious heroes that were kind of put up on a pedestal um it's a really good base from which to proceed (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, (laughs) coming off a low base yeah that's right we're all on the same low playing field Mm. yeah What about you, Tom? I mean, you weren't on on the actual episode, but uh, from conversations we've had off air, I felt like you were probably in a pretty similar spot to the rest of us. Have you been able to Mm. press the reset button the last week?
2: Yeah, I wish we we all had a reset button for all areas of life. Um,
1: (laughs) Well, you do. You do. It's on your hand.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what we said in the episode. You just press it. Oh, Oh, but but he didn't see us. Oh, no, he couldn't see it.
2: Yeah. So
1: yeah, no, whenever you want, mate, whenever you want, you just put your hand down and hit the button
2: done. Reset. I think I'm going to get a sore hand because I'm just going to hit it all the time. It was, it was nice to, to hear a refreshing perspective. I think you just hear a lot of people, especially like in the world of self-help or growth or things like that. There's no real margin. For failure, there's no real talk about what happens when things don't go the way that you plan for them to. Like I, I almost feel like I must not be working properly mm-hmm. when I start to stutter or um, go missing or things start to mess with the practices that I'm trying to make happen. So I usually feel like it is just me. I, like, I'm always shocked whenever Ben says that it's him too, because you just seem so like you've got your life together. But I think we all (laughs) secretly, it's just like that reality of we, we all secretly, um, whether it's open or privately, do have the same kind of stutters and bumps and in different ways with these kind of things. So yeah, it was, it was nice to, to be able to go, okay, this is actually okay. This isn't just something, um, yeah i don't know i fall off the rails a fair bit with a lot of things in life so i'm kind of used to trying to climb back onto the wagon hang off the sides (laughs) a little bit (laughs) so i'm probably more used to hitting the reset button in some way Mm.
0: i think Mm. yeah that's good good reflections good reflections well um after the reset episode we talked about Uh, continuing to look and recognize our patterns um how do we guys go doing that how do we find ourselves experiencing that finding time for that seeing that uh, i guess tom are you cool to kick us off
2: yeah so just to clarify we're not trying to change the patterns yet are we we're just seeing them okay good um uh yeah i i've seen Some patterns in me that kind of make me laugh (laughs) takes a bit of power away from them sometimes yeah um so with the practice specifically because i've noticed patterns with different compulsions and tendencies that i've had lately through this but the ones that specifically come up in this i think a lot of the time that i sit down for my 10 minutes i almost feel a sense of like or i I, i'm in this cycle of lackingness like I'm not okay. I'm not good. I need to do something in order to make that happen or to make up um, the gap with, um, with, yeah. Like, like I always need to do something in order to be better because I'm kind of broken and so I mm. need to try and fix myself. Mm. So I just notice I come to that space sometimes with the sense of I'm broken. Hopefully I have 10 minutes in which I can be slightly more fixed. Or at least be repaired enough that I can function better mm. and not be a burden to others mm. in my environment. I've also noticed that I come to that space with a little bit of guilt sometimes, for like whenever I spend time with God, I always feel guilty for the time that I haven't spent with God, as if He's keeping a timesheet and He's yeah. like, Where have you been? Mm. And I'm like, oh, I have no good excuses. I've just I've been around and I've been free, but I've not been with you or mm-hmm. aware of you. And I think being aware of that pattern has been really helpful because like, because I've, I've realized that it's not, yeah, go, that's not, that's a narrative that I'm creating. That's, that's something that's happening. It's a pattern I have of guilt and self-condemnation in those spaces. And so, so, yeah, so, like, I, I feel like that's been interesting to, to observe. Another little bit of, so I think I've always recognized, you know, we're not looking to change things, but I think just like a mindset of gratefulness or thinking about things that are good or things that God has done in my life to show me lately that he loves me has been really helpful for kind of stepping out of that like God, I've let God down mentality and I need to make it up to him. Mm. Um, Yeah. Just starting to be like aware of having a bit of a better attitude is, is possible. And I I get into this unhelpful cycles. The last one that I'll speak about, like I've got, I made a couple of notes. The last two is procrastination and self-absorbedness. I think when you do that, like I'm not okay and I need to do things to fix myself mentality Mm -hmm. you can get really self-absorbed in your own problems and i think that that makes it just kind of makes it worse it kind of it doesn't help you almost just kind of shrink into your self and you get into a like a a negative state and you're not unable to think about others because you're just so consumed with all the ways you think that you're not working or you're not good Mm -hmm. so being aware of 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 that is interesting um and then the last one that i had which i mentioned before procrastination just realizing that i do it everything like when i have something that i need to do especially if it's related to study like if there's something that i need to do that i don't want to everything else becomes way more interesting (laughs) yeah yeah i'm like why is of course you're the only
1: you're the only person on this podcast who does that (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh man, it feels like it, right? Like I, every video, every article, any, for some reason, I care so much about everything else. Like I'm scrolling through the news and all of a sudden I really want to know everything I can about Belgium. And I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, just, just kind of, I guess I'm just starting to figure out these things aren't reality. These are patterns. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm creating. Mm. Yeah, it's mm. good, mate. Mm. Stephen, how about for yourself?
1: Um, I, I think um, I think I might actually have something in common with Tom here. Um, I found the experience quite meta, and what I mean by that is, I thought, okay, I need to do this. We've had a reset week, so I need to do this, and then i went ah there's a pattern (laughs) this sense of duty this sense of obligation and i probably noticed the patterns most when i started heading towards the last 10 because i did it like the last 10 minutes of the day before i went to bed um i probably saw patterns the most in that dynamic i've got to do my 10 minutes because good good boys you know, they keep their word and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm trying to like, I'm actually trying to do this task and I can see the pattern in my attempt at doing the task, let alone reflecting on the day. Um, so when I actually am thinking about and preparing to spend 10 minutes, looking at my patterns, I can see Does that make sense? Like that sense of duty, I've got to do it. We're going to be recorded. I can't be a hypocrite. You know, I'm like, Oh my God, look, there are the patterns right there. So I'm, I'm taking some time to step back and observe. And then I had to take some time to step back and observe my attempt to step back and observe. So that's what I mean by, yeah. By and better. I just, I found myself um, just kind of getting caught in a loop in that very 10 minutes. Um, and then, um, and then I remembered, Oh, hang on. That's why we did detach and observe. So um, I've got to do it. I've got to do this right you know, we're, we're, we're being recorded. <laughs> um, and then, uh, saying, well, wow, isn't it, isn't it amazing how I can treat myself so brutally? <laughs> um, so I just, I found that was hilarious. Like it, it really revved up, um, at that. Uh, so w- what I saw in the, what I saw as I stepped back and observed myself, trying to take 10 minutes to observe myself, <laughs> was more fruitful than going through the day, if that makes sense. Um, because in that moment, it was it was like the patterns were kind of writ large. They were really um, magnified in that moment. Mm. But I did, um, the, I mean, the other interesting thing was um, I, I got into quite a heated debate with somebody on Facebook who accused me of being a control freak. Um, and, and trying to be, you know, very controlling and, um, you know, controlling, controlling the narrative was the phrase that they used. And I remember interacting with that because I was interacting with quite a few people and I was thinking about what, what is this going to look like at the end of the day when I do my 10 minutes? Wow. (laughs) So, So, um, so in some respects, I was kind of preempting next week's activity, which is catching yourself in the act. And then, you know, I would be, I would be responding to things being incredibly mindful that at the end of the day, I was going to have to, um, you know, reflect on looking for patterns. So it was, it was actually affecting me in real time as well. Um, but it was really interesting because, um, Another pattern that I observed, and again, as a one on the Enneagram, it's like, oh, you know what, your problem is, Ben. And then if you push back, I go, oh, actually, Ben doesn't have the problem. I have the problem. So it's, it's either I'm judging you for something you're doing wrong or I'm judging myself for doing something wrong. There's always yeah. some kind of judgment. And... Um, and I, I I found myself in the heat of that because a whole bunch of people got involved on this threat, you know, a whole bunch of people kind kind of toing and froing. And one of one of the things I'm I'm pretty committed to, particularly at this time, is how do we engage in civil discourse? Mm. Like like kind but intelligent and rational discourse. So this is all around, you know, Donald Trump. Um um, and uh, and his response to uh, COVID. And then this is, of course, the week where he contracted COVID. So um, I actually felt inside of me, you know, at the time, but also in retrospect, um, oh, you know, I've just been accused of being a control freak. Am I being a control freak? And, um, you know, being aware of um, times in the past where I'd go, oh, well, I better just let go completely and, and it was, a, it was an actual irresponsible abnegation of responsibility mm. um, rather than going, actually, no, the, like all I'm asking for here, because basically it, it, I say in, in any of my sort of socials, if you interact with me, you can't call people names mm. because that's something classic, you know, when you kind of move to the extreme left or the extreme right, it, you start name calling. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you can't just cherry pick data Um if you say, Oh, here are some facts that I found. And if somebody comes back to you with their facts, you can't say, well, I don't believe in your facts. I just believe in my facts. So that's my sort of second guideline. And then the third guideline is if, for whatever reason, um, you move from the subject and, you know, sort of refer to another subject over here, you, like, you got to stick to subject. You can't bounce around. And I found myself like thinking about being here this morning, reflecting on this experience going out. And I found it actually affected um, the way I stepped through that interaction that spilled over a couple of days. Hmm. Um, How do I, how do I respond in a way that is ordered, but not controlling?
0: Yeah.
1: But how do I do that without becoming obsessed about how I'm looking? Because if I'm, if I'm obsessing about how other like, will other people judge me for being controlling or, I'm thinking, I'm just playing the same game. I'm just playing it at this level instead of this level. So it was a hilarious week. It, it really was, um, it was it was like, you know, the Truman Show. It was like, you know, the fourth wall broke down and the actors were, were sort of speaking to the audience, as it were, um, but probably the biggest challenge I had was, yeah, I, I started doing this week's work, which is, you know, I found myself um, thinking in the, you know, at, at, at sort of 11 o'clock in the morning, um, going, Oh, I've got to do this thing tonight before I go to bed. Um, how should I behave now?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, and then going, Oh, but I can't do that. Cause that's cheating. That's ne- next week's activity. Catching ourselves in the act is next week's activity. So it was pretty funny. And like I said, there were some pretty high stress, high stakes things going on. Um, uh, uh particularly with my family. Um, but um, there was actually a bit of joy in it as well. There was a bit of fun for me, but I've got a very dark sense of humor. What I find funny, um, most people just find just disturbing. Uh, How about you, Ben? How did you go?
0: Yeah, not too bad, actually. Um, There's a couple of patterns, a couple of new ones. One, um, what I picked up is... Trying to get the word for it, but it's it's kind of this idea of I don't like being dictated to, and so often how to describe it if you try and dictate to me what I should do, you will and elicit a response that is um, the opposite or different to what you want. So I just started seeing it in like small little ways, like. Um, I felt like the 10 minutes at times isn't long enough, you know, like I think I've said on previous podcasts that, you know, when I was talking to like um, my counselor on time, he suggested doing 20 minutes. And so I, mm. I, you know, I enjoyed doing the 20 minutes cause I found it, you know, I felt like I did more um, probably it was also another reflection. It was like, mm. okay, 10, um, 10 minutes. I feel like I'm just starting to um, unlock Pandora's box 20 minutes kind of gets me in there having a bit of an explore without terrifying Mm. myself too much. So Mm. um, just find myself like, oh, I'm going to do a little bit longer today. I actually want to do a little bit longer and then going, oh, hang on a second. Is that me just (laughs) not wanting to be dictated to and being like, oh, well, you know, Stephen said I had to do 10 minutes, I have to do 10 minutes, but rather being like, no, Mm. I'm going to do however many many minutes I want (laughs) to do is kind of like one of the responses that I had. And then that just, that just, um, Comes out in the rest of my life, you know. I had a realization the other week that maybe that is something that kind of happens. When mm. I had a, a um, one of my co-workers was like, "If you want Ben to do something, tell him not to do it, and, <laughs> and then he'll do it." So, did that like, happen this week? Did it? Um, No, it happened. It happened a couple of weeks ago, but it came to mind when I was thinking about the, mm. the time thing. And obviously, they were more they were more talking about like. Um, they weren't necessarily talking about work, but more like, oh, I don't know. Like say we want to go do something. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And they're like, yeah, no, nah, you wouldn't want to do that, would you? You're like, fine, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. That's all we have to do. Um But it's so like that's one of the, one of those things.
1: Thank God you're seeing this before you have kids, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But the the only problem is now I feel like I've figured out like, and this is over years. I feel like I've figured it out in such a way that I can tell when you're telling me not to do something so that I'll do something like I've got you, I've got you figured out. Mm. Um, but anyway, I, so I just noticed that pattern a little bit. I'm like, mm. Oh, okay. There is this sort of, in, I guess controls an element of it, but it's also mm-hmm. a, a sense of you can't tell me what to do. Not because I want to control you, but because um. I'm not gonna let you control me. Hmm. So that's probably one that stands out. I'm trying hmm. to think what the other one was. I should have written it down like Tom. I should have had my fancy little notebook just sitting here. Um <laughs> He's he's pretty classy, the old Tom. He's a he's a very classy man, Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it was oh, This know, is
1: this is a podcast, so I much. need to communicate this. He's he's good looking, people. He's good looking.
0: Yes, Tommy is. He's very good looking. But um,
1: <laughs> even his I reckon he's even his dis, his disheveled hair look early in the morning. I, I reckon he's uh, actually worked on it before he's yeah, anyway.
0: a bird's nest. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I think the second thing for me was around, and this was a previous pattern that I talked about, was just around the doing things. So similar to Tom in this sense of mm-hmm. um I've always found it interesting that when I stop doing something it's easy to start thinking about all the things that you need to do and um, what the symptom that's kind of showing, like it it does feel like kind of what Tom said. So, you know, um, similar experience in that sense of when I'm not doing something, I'm not being productive, which means I'm not adding Mm -hmm. worth, which means I'm not um, being a valuable person, which Mm -hmm. means, you know, what does that mean for my relationships with so-and-so and how does that impact how X sees me? Um, you know, those sort of, those sort of moments of what would that look like if mm. I wasn't, yeah, I guess those questions are like, if I wasn't effective as a doer, mm-hmm. um, if I wasn't someone who was good at their job, you know, like that sort of stuff, like, what well, what would that mean for me? And my value, which I think drives Mm. a bit of my busyness and my work habits um, and all those sort of things. Like I've got a um, pretty healthy sense of drive and Mm. determination and focus, Mm. which is not a bad thing unless probably my reflection has been my heart is starting to get into the wrong place where it's a drive and determination to get Mm. people's um, praise and to see that they value me and all that Mm. sort of stuff, like rather than, you know, drive and determination because I feel like um, I'm called to do something or I have a passion to do this just because it's what brings me alive and is something I feel like I can contribute to, you Mm. know, God's kingdom rather than um, something I do for the validation uh, Mm. of others. So they're probably the two that have been standing out the most to me. Um, Just kind of coming back to those ideas but particularly the one that shocked me was the whole, like the subtle ways I try and, um, not let myself be controlled even just as small as well, Stephen can't tell me how many minutes I do of contemplation. So I'll do 15 today. Um, Mm. you know, like those small little things.
1: Mm. Um, I I just want to be really clear because all of us think we're being subtle. Um, but we're actually not. It's really obvious to everyone around us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Whatever, whatever your, you know, whatever your unhealthy coping mechanism is um, consciously or unconsciously, we think, you know, cause one of my classics is, uh, Oh, they're wrong. They can't see that they're wrong. So I'm going to help them by undermining, um, you know, this other thing that they think is better (laughs) than what is actually the right way. And, and so I think I'm quite subtle in my criticism of, you know, things that you might value or, but it's just so obvious, you know, when, when people roll their eyes, it's like, Oh, they're, they you know, so, so for you, it's, uh, there goes Ben, you know, doing the opposite of whatever you tell him to, you yeah, know, for me, it's, uh, there goes Stephen criticizing that thing that I really like, Yeah. Um, but we think we have been so subtle. Like we think that we're so clever and people can't see it. It's like, nah, you're deluded.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Very oh,
2: true. I had a weird experience this in this past week where I met a friend who I hadn't spoken to in years. And mm. when he tells the narrative of how we drifted apart, it's very different to how I saw it. Mm. And it was interesting because he would tell patterns of how he saw things and how I did. And I think I was experiencing like, and I think patterns really comes into play in, in this story. And so it's so interesting mm. recognizing, you know, I had this experience with this friend who, when he, uh, on the Enneagram, he's a six. And he, whenever he feels like someone is meant to be really close to him but isn't and feels distant from him, he can be very like r- rude towards them or mean towards them because he feels like they're choosing to be on the out with mm-hmm. them. And so I'm on the other side and I see that. And I'm thinking, oh, man, every time I see this guy, he wants to tear me to shreds. And so I kind of get more distant and he's kind of more aggressive or he'll say something behind Mm. someone's back. And, and um, I think it was just interesting to kind of be able to see a pattern in someone else and recognize what they really Mm. need or what they really want is to be close. Mm. But What they do instead Mm. is they do that thing that they do the compulsion, Mm. you know, Mm. like whether it's for some one person, like you, Ben, maybe it's doing the opposite. Or like for this guy, it's like he makes people feel um, the way that he feels. Mm. And, and so we get the wrong message. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I wonder how often I do that. And mm. I think it, it really helps to see patterns in other people because I think once you can kind of see behind, like that friend that boasts or always telling you what other people are saying about them, like being able to see, oh, they they want me to think a certain way about them. If mm. they knew that I valued them and loved them, maybe they wouldn't feel the need to boast. Mm. Um, so yeah, almost having that meta ability with others to be able to see behind what's going on for them, or behind the actions we don't understand, or that seem a bit prickly in counter to what mm. we usually expect from someone who wants to be closer always hurt. Um, mm. we expect vulnerability, but people obviously never act vulnerable when they feel vulnerable.
1: Mm. That's, um, that's, you're starting to get into black belt territory there, Tom. It's, it's, it's one thing to use all of these tools to understand yourself, but once you can actually start applying them, um, to others, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's really when it becomes quite interesting because all of a sudden you can actually participate in somebody else's um, transformation. Mm. It's really cool. I, I, um, I still do, you know, when I'm, when I'm going to meet with somebody um, before I go to meet them, I'll pop open the Enneagram app on my phone. And if I know what type they are, um, I'll have a look if I'm not sure I'll guess. And I actually go through, you know, the, the path of, um, you know, stress and the path of growth. And I'll keep that in mind in my interaction with them mm. um, before I catch up with them.
0: Mm. Wow. Look at you guys mm. go. <laughs> it's it's
1: it's funny. Um a friend of mine uh, said to me, Oh, how how do you deal with um, it, it was actually an eight. Um, uh, they said they said how do you how do you deal with an eight? And I said, because they said, Oh, you know, here's the scenario, what would you do? And I said, Well, if they were interested in the Enneagram, if they were interested, like if, if they had some sort of awareness of, of formation and they were open, um, I, I said I'd be really upfront. Um, eights don't like to be surprised or backed into a corner. So be, you know, a, a, give a, a, as much of a heads up as you can. And as you're trying to deal with whatever the issue is, be mindful of what might be going on for them and talk about it openly with them and try to figure out how to participate in their... In their transformation. Um, And they said, if not, and I said, well, just learn as much as you can about the eight on the Enneagram and manipulate the hell out of them.
2: (laughs) And doesn't like that one. You can see him shaking his head.
1: You know, let, let, let that person feel like they're in control let you know whatever you need done uh, uh, speak about it in such a like hint about it because they're pretty quick they'll figure it out let them adopt it as their own idea and when they put it forward as their idea say yeah that's great we should do what you think <laughs>
0: terrible great now i'm going to be watching for that pattern in others when they're talking to me stephen <laughs> now i'm going to be like am i being manipulated <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, be, just be careful of your brother. Cause he's getting really good at it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll keep an eye out for him.
1: Yeah. Hey, before we kind of talk about next week's activity, I just want to, um, cause I feel like we've all had a very similar experience in that when you, when you are on the lookout for patterns, you, you can feel pretty terrible about yourself because it, it is quite ugly and that's that 's really why um, uh, week two is important, detaching from what you see. so when you see something that 's unpleasant, we remind ourselves um, that 's not who I am those are you know those are thoughts that I have, um, those are feelings that I have, those are responses that I have, but ultimately that 's not who I am and it's that classic i don't know if you if you um you know, you've come across that bit. I think it's Romans chapter seven, you know, where, where Paul says, you know, the thing that I don't want to do, I do. And the thing that I do, I don't want to do. Oh, wretched man, you know, wretched person that I am, who will save me from this body of sin. This is that when we, when we actually deliberately uh, participate in a project like this, okay, I'm going to look for, look for patterns. Um, we're not seeing them in retrospect. We're seeing them in real time. And we're like, Oh my God, that is so ugly. Mm. Um, And I I just wonder um, in those moments, you know, where you guys in particular, were you able to go, okay, I'm feeling pretty terrible about this at the moment, but um, you know, as, as, as people who have acted as spiritual directors to me over the years, you know, the formal ones and the informal ones, when I, so like last night I was, I was catching up with a couple of old mates. Um, We've been in men's groups forever because um, I really needed to talk through some of this stuff that was going on with my, my dad. And, um, and you see something in, in yourself. I, like I see something and I think, oh, geez, that's, that's, that's pretty ugly. And, and both of them really quickly, they said, but you are deliberately looking and you want it to be different. Don't focus on the ugliness that you find celebrate the fact that you're deliberately looking, you know, you, you contacted us earlier on this morning and said, I need to talk. You made the time to be with us. You made the time to share your look. That's good. That stuff's good. Don't, don't. And you know, these old guys who've been on the road with me for many years, reminding me, don't fall into that trap. You know, don't fall into that trap of believing um, that you are your compulsions. And it's like, oh, bugger, I've got to go onto a podcast tomorrow and pretend to be an expert. And here I am, not, uh, <laughs> not nine hours ago, falling into those sorts of traps. And I was just thinking about that and really feeling for you guys, you know, as you're kind of talking about that. Did you, um, How how do you think um, it might be like to remember to detach um, in, in those moments when, you, when you're kind of confronted with the ugly things? Do you reckon that might make a bit of a difference this week? Mm,
0: definitely. Um, yeah, I think it does. I, I would say probably for myself, I don't hold them too tightly. I think because of just oh, God bless you. some of these things. <laughs> like
1: See, that's why we need eights.
0: Yeah, I just am kind of like, oh, okay, that's kind of what I do sometimes. Mm. All right, like now I can change it and... Mm be different so I think most of that sort of stuff I probably haven't held on too tightly to. I mean part of it probably because I mean the one about me doing the opposite I think similar to Tom you know I just find that funny I'm like no that's that's a stupid thing to do because that's very easy to just get controlled the other way so um but yeah I don't I don't I think I think that attaching week helped
2: um
0: but I think just some previous stuff probably that I think we've done Stephen in some of the formation things has has already helped do a little bit of that in in the Mm. sense of actually seeing what we do isn't a statement on, on who we are, but seeing what we do is an invitation to decide whether that's what we want to continue to do or Mm. what we want to change. And, um, and actually that's not something to be necessarily ashamed of. That's something to be, I guess, excited Mm. about that you've you've noticed you've seen you can, choose Mm. to actively continue to do something or you can choose to actively change. And that's an invitation, not something that's worth Mm. aiming yourself about and beating yourself up over.
1: Mm. That's beautifully and succinctly articulated. Ben, thanks mate. Mm. How how about about you, Tom?
2: I've just, I I was beating myself up a lot and I, we started to detach. There's a pattern. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And And once I detached, I'm like, oh, I'm not lazy. I just do a lot of, I have a lot of these kinds of patterns. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this. I'm like taking off some of these things that I'm like, these aren't things that are true about my character. Mm -hmm. These are just um, little cycles and patterns and, and bad habits and things that I've kind of, that I've developed within this environment. You know, when you just like kind of take a look at yourself and you just feel like a bit gross and a bit guilty, and you're like, oh man, I feel like I've been the worst version of myself lately. Mm. I think it, I think it, it, detaching is like that worst version of myself that, that really actually isn't me. Mm. And it's really comforting. So I think Mm. that's what detaching was like detaching from the worst version of me that just Mm. feeds those cycles that make life really. Grace.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Cool. That's good. All right. So um, technically, um, looking for patterns, um, the title there was Catching Yourself in Retrospect. So yeah. we see the patterns and we're reflecting on the day, whether it's the at the end of the day or the beginning of the next day, we're looking backwards, retrospect, and we're, we're catching ourselves in retrospect, find, finding the patterns in what has happened. This week is all about catching yourself in the act. So hopefully we've all got a bit of a, a sense of what our patterns are. Um, hopefully we're starting to get a sense of um, what, the, what the warning signs are. Um, I often talk about like the flare gun, you know, the, the signal flare. oh look, there's a. So for me as a one, um, and probably for you too, Ben, eight, nine and one in the, the body center. Um, for me, it's the tightening of the stomach. It's the lifting of the shoulders. Like those are my warning signs. Ah, I'm about to, or I am, engaging in a pattern. My body kind of takes over. Um, for you, Tom, the um, uh, four, five, no, five, six, seven um, center is the head center. So it's probably um, uh, your, your brain begins to think in a different kind of way, which means you're you're starting to, or yeah, you are, thinking. yeah. So you're, you're in compulsive territory. So this week, it's all about catching yourself in the act. So if, you, if you've got a sense of what the warning signs are, that's super helpful. So um, it's great. Um, I, I get really obvious ones. If I feel like I'm going to throw up, I'm about to, or I am acting compulsively.
0: <laughs> it's great. It's
1: a very obvious sign. Um, ironically, it probably took me about 30 years to figure that out. But that's another story for another day. So what we want to do is we want to catch ourselves. Um, so if I'm, you know, what, you know, one of the other classics is I start taking a big deep breath, you know, deeper than normal, which means I'm winding up to defend myself. <laughs> so all we want to do, and it's really, it's really um, the only word I can think of is hilarious, right? We don't want you to do anything. <laughs> We just want to want you to notice you're doing it. So if you're, you know, if I'm taking a big deep breath in and I'm about to launch into a systematic defense of, you know, (laughs) why I am who I am or why I'm doing what I'm doing and you go, Oh, I'm doing it. (laughs) I want to encourage you. Don't stop. (laughs) Just notice, just observe. It's really hard because now that you know, you'll, you'll want to behave differently. But that's the following week. That's the following week. We, we don't, don't want to try and do too much um in too short a time. So so simply noticing that you're doing it is enough at this stage. Um simply noticing and, and whether it's just before, like you know, uh, minutes or seconds before. Whether it's in the middle of oh wow I'm talking really fast and oh I'm doing that I'm defending myself because I'm feeling like a an idiot I'm I'm talking about my own thing but you know you mm. feel in the blanks or whether it's just after like you, you kind of you're walking away and you're like oh I just did that thing it's all the same for this week's activity catching yourself in the act so. I want to be really careful because if this wasn't being recorded, right, if this wasn't being recorded, what I would say is just keep doing it. Like as long as you, as long as you notice that thing that you're doing, um, I don't care whether you keep doing it or not, but feel free to keep doing it because we'll get to um, uh, alternatives mm. after, but mm. it's it's not about the thing. It's about noticing the thing. Again, going back to the the episode we where we had Pete Bentley on, if we can actually see the influence up until now, we've been um, looking backwards at our day, at our week, looking for the influences. Now, we are w- wanting to try and use that collective set of skills and experiences up until this point to see if we can notice it in the moment. And at the very least, next week, next week's episode is going to be hilarious because I, I don't, I'm not real good at noticing I'm doing something and not doing anything about it. So. The discipline will be, um, not to try and control, but simply yeah. to see and to be aware. How does that sound? Does it make Sounds sense right. for us?
0: Yeah. It makes mm. sense. Yep. Sounds good.
2: Cool.
1: Um, any questions or comments on it?
2: Nope. So you're saying I can keep procrastinating <laughs> as long as I know I'm doing it. <laughs> Sounds exactly.
1: good. Exactly.
2: I'm in.
1: Yeah. But you've got to record every time it happens.
2: Yeah. All right. Fine. <laughs>
1: Worthy (laughs) trade-off. Cool. All right. uh, Best uh, best of British to you all, boys. Yeah. And And, uh, I I think Julia will probably listen to this as soon as it drops this morning. So all the best to you, Julia, as well. Looking forward to hearing your hilarious stories.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed. But uh, other than that, thank you for listening to the Subtle Reformation uh, today. If you have any questions or you want to connect with us, please do so on Facebook, Instagram, by email or the Anchor app. Uh, And we hope you have a great week noticing your patterns in the act, catching yourself out and uh, we'll be ready to discuss it all again next week. But uh, otherwise, see you then.